Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And Chelsea, we did stay out a bit too late last night. It was only nine, 9.30 on a school night. Yeah. By the time I walked home, it was 10.30 and I needed to calm down. And so I did the one thing that soothes me beyond all else. I watched The Walking Dead, but I started from the beginning because <laughs> I haven't watched the earlier seasons for a while. Did it just in? Yeah, season 11. I haven't watched the first season for years. So I went back and rewatched that. It reminded me that our episode, I have a segue. Okay, zombies. <laughs> I see where you're zombies. going. Zombies. I mean, we don't say the Z word. Okay. So our new episode of The Watch came out last weekend. Should have dropped into your feeds on Sunday. We had to do it a little earlier than usual because we had to capitalise on The Last of Us finishing. So if you're looking for some weekend podcasts, <laughs> Podcast listening, or you've just caught up on The Last of Us and you finished it and you desperately need to hear some thoughts about it and where season two is going to go, don't forget to listen to our new episode of The Watch in your spill feed. So coming up on the show today, a particular TikTok has taken the world by storm, I feel safe saying that. It's a Nepo baby we haven't heard from before, but there's a whole backstory to this particular TikTok that I think has escaped the headlines that we're going to get into. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole are teaming up to play girlfriends in an upcoming A24 film about the relationship between a fictional pop star and a fashion designer. It is called Mother Mary, and the film is being billed as an epic pop melodrama following Hathaway as a pop star and Cole as a designer in an LGBTQ plus romance written by David Lowry. This is from the same studio that just swept the Oscars with everything everywhere all at once. So everything here sounds amazing. But it is made even better by the fact that the soundtrack for this film will be created entirely by Charlie XCX, pop icon, queer fan favourite, one of my favourite artists, and Jack Antonoff, who is the lead singer of Bleachers, but also happens to be perhaps the most prolific pop producer of recent years. He's best known for producing music for Lana Del Rey. He did Lord's Melodrama. He's also Taylor Swift's closest collaborator of sort of the last decade. That is everything we know about this movie so far. But I feel like this is one that everyone is going to be really, really excited to hear more about. Giselle Budgen is the latest Vanity Fair cover star, giving an accompanying interview to the publication called It's Not So Black and White, Giselle Budgen, self-professed witch of love, talks about it all. So the story by journalist Michelle Ruse begins in a hilariously earnest way with Giselle at her home in Costa Rica rescuing a bird with an injured leg who then miraculously flies away. (laughs) It's very on the nose because it culminates in this quote. 
I don't want to be limited, Butchin says. I want to spread my wings and fly. Oh, she's the broken bird. That was definitely a stunt bird she had brought in for that moment. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so this interview took place two and a half months after Giselle and Tom Brady's near-matching divorce announcements after 13 years of marriage. And, of course, the main headlines to come out of this particular chat are all around that and about the fact that she cried during the discussion. So in the story, it says that Budjan was mourning the death of her dream, saying it's tough because you imagine your life was going to be a certain way and you did everything you could, you know. At this, her voice breaks. She apologizes, pressing her fingertips into her eyes, which rim pink and watery. You know, a lot of people have taken this and run with it. Giselle cries while talking about divorce. Classic headlines. But what's really interesting is she used this interview to deny pretty much everything that we thought we knew about the divorce narrative, which was essentially that their marriage ended after Tom Brady, who originally retired from football, I think American football, in February 2022, (laughs) then came out of retirement saying, you know, one more year, blah, 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 which then people assumed messed with Bunchen's own plans to sort of relaunch her career after taking about a decade off to raise their children. It was reported that she'd given him an ultimatum. If he continued with football, their marriage would end, basically. She says that is pretty much all bullshit. What has been said is one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white, she says, and she characterizes their divorce as a result of a gradual shift over years, you know, predating this entire retirement saga. Basically, they just grew apart. They were 26 and 29 when they got together. 13 years later, they realized they wanted different things. This is a much less sexy way to talk about a celebrity divorce. Yeah, the interesting thing about this is that she does have a point. Like, as much as those headlines are really salacious at the time, I'm sure no couple who's been together for over 10 years and shares two kids is going to end their marriage just over someone going back to football. It was probably a much bigger issue than that, especially because they'd had that really rocky start to their relationship, which gets touched on a bit here, that he was very loved up at the time in a long-term relationship, potentially engaged, I think. I don't know, celebrity timelines, it was wild. (laughs) with Bridget Monaghan, who very famously was playing Natasha on Sex and the City at the time. And then they broke up. There's supposed to be a gap between Natasha and Giselle. But again, Hollywood times, how would you know? But once he and Giselle got together and very early on decided they would get married and have kids, then Bridget Monaghan announced that she was pregnant with Tom Brady's child and she was going to go through with the pregnancy. And it was a whole thing of everyone being like, oh, she's the scorned woman. She's a mm. real life Natasha from Sex and the City. So they started off their marriage. Like they're all friends now. They started off their marriage under that cloud. So I just feel like it would be a lot more to break them down after that. But what I think is interesting is that those reports of the fact that Giselle sat down, gave him an ultimatum, if you don't quit football, I am leaving you and divorcing you. And he went back to playing football and ended their marriage. Those headlines were everywhere Mm. at the time. And what's super interesting is it was even reported by people. I think they broke the story and people very notoriously always confirm with a source that they know. So a lot of the time celebrities get their PR teams to give people the information and then people run it and they still say anonymous source, but it's widely known that they actually do know it's true. And in exchange for that, people don't run other more tabloidy stories that the celebrities don't want. So it's like a PR kind of contra deal yeah. almost. So why did that story get put out at the time? And Giselle and Tom did nothing to squash it and let it be thought of as true. Because at the end of the day, People believe those reports that blew up at the time. No one's going to remember these quotes now from a beautiful Vanity Fair cover. Completely. I feel like the ship has sailed in a way and that narrative, no matter where it came from, became essentially fact to everyone. It was repeated so many times that people were just like, well, this is exactly what happened. And we guess it could be, you know, somewhere in the middle here. 
it is interesting that they just let it slide until this shiny cover. Yeah. They're like, eh, we don't really care what's going on in the tabloids until yeah. it's worthwhile for exactly. their sort of PR. And I do understand that there's a certain kind of prestige that comes with not just putting out an Instagram statement at the time. Mm-hmm. There's like a real amount of kind of clout that comes with having a shiny Vanity Fair cover that's been written by a professional journalist with beautiful cover photos. Also, I'm sure maybe if you're going through the pain of divorce, you don't want to kind of maybe get in the nitty gritty of it. Mm. That whole classic thing of you should talk talk about something when you're on the other side of it. But yeah, a really interesting way to completely change the narrative. But I still, we still don't know what happened. Yeah, totally. So we will link the full Vanity Fair article in the show notes if you would like to give that a read. Okay, I want to preface the beginning of this segment by saying I understand this is a very low stakes story. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe not something some would argue deserves to be a deep dive topic. However, it is around today. It is funny. It is causing conversation. And we feel like we really need to unpack it because this is just where the news cycle is. A video of a Hollywood nepotism baby has taken over the internet. I think it came out yesterday, the day before. It's already been deleted. I'm talking about the daughter of director, filmmaker, actress, Hollywood royalty, Sofia Coppola, Romy Croquet Mars. Yes, her middle name is Croquet. Okay. We were sitting at our desks before and you were like, Croquet, 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 learning the pronunciation. Well, I wasn't sure if it was croquette. Is it croquette a food? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And croquette. Croquet is the game that you That's hit the ball I, through, like they play in Alison once. Yeah, I was like, are you talking about the fancy little Bridgerton well, style game? Well, now I game? don't know if she's Romy Croquet Mars or <laughs> Romy Croquet Mars. A mystery for the ages. Oh, guys, really dropped the ball on my research today. I'm so sorry. Anyway, she has put out a TikTok, and I think you should just all listen to it before we get into the nitty-gritty of why this is blowing up. Make a vodka sauce pasta with me because I'm grounded, because I tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on my dad's credit card because I wanted to have dinner with my girlfriend. Okay, let's get started. I don't know the difference between a garlic or onion, and I just have, I just have Google images of onions on my phone, and I just, I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed. Also, I thought I would do this since I'm already grounded, because my parents' biggest rule is, like, I'm not allowed to have any um, public social media accounts, here's why. <laughs> it's because they, they don't want me to be a nepotism kid, but TikTok's not going to make me famous, so it doesn't really matter. Wait, is this an onion? Because I feel like this doesn't look like an onion, this looks like the inner working so. And this, yes, we're on. And this is Ari, um, my babysitter's boyfriend, because my parents are never home, so uh, these are my replacement parents. I almost put the house down. Uh, What do you think about the helicopter fiasco? Oh, I like fiasco, because it's like a feminine form of fiasco. Oh, it's women's history month, so. Okay, well, now I'm just waiting for um, Ari to come back with my ingredients, and I will see you in part two, where I actually make the pasta. Actually, like a pasta. I'm laughing because we just threw to that, but she's talking at the like sped up TikTok sound, but that's how we talk. I know that was actually, I felt a chill in my spine because I thought, is that what I sound like? I talk really fast. I know that was a sped up TikTok, but holy shit. Okay, so that was Romy Mars making her big TikTok debut. So it quickly went viral, got shared everywhere. It's been deleted. First of all, I love seeing a real Nepo baby in the wild, like a real child of privilege speaking how their life actually is because I think now that Nepo babies and those kind of elite Hollywood stars are very guarded in what they say because even though they live in their little bubbles, a little hint of realism through like that New York mag cover of the Nepo babies and the TikTok trends, a little bit has permeated their little bubble that they understand that they sound ridiculous sometimes, but they've gone too far the other way. Bella Hadid's like, I had to have a job when I was 15. She made like one smoothie at a day at a place that Julia Roberts used to go to. You know what I mean? Like, 
like she's fine. But I think that they're trying to like really push that it was just normal. I didn't kind of, you know, have any special upbringing. It was actually harder for me to break into the business because of my wealth and fame, yada, yada. That's just not a fun time for anyone. Like I just want to hear Nepo babies go rogue. And the fact that she's grounded probably for two days or maybe a day for trying to charter a private jet to Maryland to... Okay, but if you think about it, if you take out the helicopter yeah. and the dad's credit card and who her parents are, she's a teenager who just wants to go see yeah. her friend but can't. And that is something that, you know, we're not Nepo babies, but I could relate to that. Yeah, in regards to the helicopter, like that seems pretty big task, but you've got to think for this kind of a family, for the fame and riches they have, that that would be kind of like maybe borrowing your parents' car if you've got a license to go to a sleepover or maybe just like borrowing like something like your mum's good handbag or something without permission or charging some Uber Eats to the family account. Like that's what we're looking at. They're probably like, no, you're grounded tonight, but you can obviously go out tomorrow because we understand that a helicopter was a joke. Like it's very into the world of Hollywood. Do you think the entire thing was a joke? Because I feel like I am living in in this weird alternate universe where I watched this video and I was like, I love that she's just taking the piss out of the Nepo baby whole entire shtick, essentially. The fact that it's become such a talking point. I didn't actually think that she was grounded <laughs> for like trying to hire a helicopter. I thought it was just like a bit. I mean, it does seem really silly because she also doesn't know the difference between a onion and garlic and she's trying to Google image on but her also, phone. She Although- doesn't have either. She's got a shallot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She doesn't have either. Oh, that poor, poor Romy Cricket. She doesn't know what's going on. Although I do believe if you talk to any of the young women in this office about how to cook, that's, this is their level. So that bit was believable. I don't know. There's a lot of stories around at the moment about Romy Cricket Mars trying to launch a personal brand and go viral, which goes so far against like her family's background and history that it does feel like maybe it was meant to be a joke and she didn't expect it to blow up quite so much. What's interesting, though, is that she says to the camera, if you can, in that garbled speech, my parents didn't want me to be a Nepo baby because her mum, and I maybe I'm reading too much into this, but her mum is one of Hollywood's biggest first original Nepo babies. Are you across the Sofia Coppola story? Yes, somewhat. And also yeah. the Nicolas Cage story. Yeah, exactly. So Sophia Coppola, who, when she went on Armchair Expert, talked about like her dad getting a private plane and flying them to Disneyland for the day or flying them to people's houses. So like that is what makes me think that this wasn't such a big deal because that's how Sophia Coppola grew up. But her father very famously directed the Godfather trilogy. Like, you know, no one is, especially the first and the second, no one as the best films of all time, mm-hmm. multiple Oscars. Francis Ford Coppola, very much renowned as one of the greatest filmmakers of our time. That all came crashing down with The Godfather Part 3, where he gave Sofia Coppola, who at the time had no acting experience, 19 years old, one of the lead parts of Mary who gets killed, spoiler alert, but like her death scene is famous for being one of the worst moments in cinematic history. And it knocked her out of acting completely. She never went back. She was so brutalised and people were like, this is the worst form of nepotism we've ever seen. Before nepotism was even a real conversation, this is decades ago. Sophia Coppola was known as the nepo baby who brought down the greatest film franchise of all time. And obviously because wealth and power, she bounced back. She won an Oscar for the screenplay for Lost in Translation and she went 
went on to make The Virgin Suicides and all these other like amazing movies. So she's like a really renowned filmmaker in her own right. But she really took a hit for being a Nepo baby. And then like her cousin Nicolas Cage changed his name to Nicolas Cage so that the Coppola, you know, curse wouldn't follow him through Hollywood. But everyone still knows he's part of the Coppola family, which is why he gets jobs. And then her father is obviously the front man for the French indie pop band Phoenix. As if I would know who they were if he wasn't <laughs> married to Sophia Coppola. But he's also super famous. Very telling as well when she says, my parents don't want me to be a Nepo baby. Here's why. And she holds up his Grammy, which I thought was a choice about not holding up her mum's Oscar. Like, does she not want to be, you know? That's true. Imagine having both of those in your house. Yeah. I just find it hilarious, first of all, to think that that girl speaking in this fast chipmunk TikTok voice is related to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That feels incredibly What are those family brand. Christmases like? I think if you look back in that Hollywood tree, everyone's a Coppola in some way, whether they're using the last name or not. It's wild. I also am obsessed with the reaction to this because everyone is like this girl is a (laughs) filmmaking genius and that is hilarious on its own but it's also hilarious because her mum is such an old school prestige filmmaker that I imagine a TikTok with a sped up voice and like chaotic angles would be her worst nightmare for a film. It's so funny how each generation reinvents filmmaking because, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, so male-led, serious, blood and violence kind of movies really being what he was known for. And then Sofia Coppola coming in and, like, once she was kind of finished her banishment for ruining (laughs) The Godfather, making these really beautiful, whimsical, The Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette, like pastel colours, female-focused, Kirsten Dunst is everywhere you look, like that's the vibe. And now that has trickled down to, like, you know, the youth of today with Romy Croquette just doing this really quick little video about onions and being grounded. But she had nailed all of the points of film. There was tension. There was, like, (laughs) scene setting. There was props because if it was an onion, you know, onions evoke emotion because they make you cry. (laughs) There was a weird little, like, one-liner from a side character. Yeah, she introduced other characters that could have a spin-off. It was just all of the things that a movie needs. Oh, my God. I can say we've linked to it, but she has deleted it, which I actually hope she's okay. Like, she's only 16, and I think her parents would be very careful not to have their kids in the spotlight. Like, you don't usually see them in photo shoots with their parents or walking red carpets Mm. with their parents or anything like that. Like, I knew her name because I've heard stories about Sophia Coppola, you know, having kids and getting you married. You also just have like this weird part of your brain that keeps celebrity baby names. I know, I wish I'd get rid of that. It's not a useful tool <laughs> to have. But I feel like this is the first time she's really blown up. So I just hope it's all okay behind the scenes and I just hope that she worked out that whole onion, shallot, garlic situation because I feel like that's the most pressing matter at this she's point in time. definitely grounded again. Well, thank you so much for listening to this very hard-hitting episode of The Spill today. <laughs> this episode was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. 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 Na 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 na